Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to 543 of the Drunk District Podcast. I'm, as always, I'm Tyler. And joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Oh, my God, dude. At least nine days. I'm talking nine days until both the 3DS and Wii U's eShops close for good. Rest in peace, peace. So that means for all of you big Nintendo fans, if you even have some bit of interest in any type of game on those services, you best buy them now yeah. because they'll be forever forever in the freaking ether. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, man, I'm doing pretty freaking good. I have some time off of work. Hopefully I'm not going to be doing a lot of yard work shit <laughs> because that always seems to be the case. But... Uh, other than that, though, man, it's like I've been playing bits of Metroid Prime Remastered. I've been playing more so of that Resident Evil 4 demo. Nice. And uh, I did play a little. I did play a little bit of the Lightfall expansion too for Destiny as Destiny as well. And I'm like, yeah, it was like a little hodgepodge here and there, but things are going pretty good. Nothing too stressful. Nothing like really crazy. I'm just in the middle of like a freaking hodgepodge thing where all of these games that are coming out that are freaking absolutely you know interesting yeah but yet it's wedged between other things that are more interesting too it's like if if resident evil 4 didn't come out this month the remake yeah. of that thing this month well, away. i would probably be playing two or three more other games it's got to pick one man gotta pick one you gotta stick with it and knock them out one at a time i know how have you been doing, Tyler? Doing all right. Better now, though. Just cracked myself a Gables here. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. You know, just clanging and banging as always. Uh, not too crazy going on with me. Just another week. Uh, you know, but, uh, getting really frustrated, Gables, with March here. Getting really frustrated. Um, oh, yeah? It is the cockteasiest of all months. Uh, <laughs> and why is it's that? Every, every, every week this month. We've had a day in the 50s, at least one snowstorm, and at least one ice storm. Oh. Every day, this or at least that one of those things has happened at least once every week for the last three weeks. And it's driving me fucking insane. That's like playing Russian roulette, dude. It, it's awful. Only with the weather. It, today's high was 10 degrees. It was oh. 50 degrees on Wednesday. Thursday, we got uh -huh. a snowstorm. Friday, we got an ice storm. And today... It's it, it is it is ten degrees outside and with with like thirty mile per hour wind, uh, I hate it. February is the most depressing month because it's just pure uh, garbage of like all the worst weather. It just is in February, but then March yes. is just like it could could be anything. Um, so yeah, uh, I know weather is like everybody's least favorite topic, but uh, I would I yeah. you know I, I yeah I, I get it, but uh, I it's miserable <laughs> for a lot of people. I get it. Um. Except for, I don't want to hear people in California bitch. Ooh, it's 67 degrees. Fuck you, okay? Six, ooh, we don't have heat here. Full, don't fuck you, all right? We have heat, well, and it's still fucking you have, cold. Unless you have, like, extreme circumstances to where it's, like, 10 feet of fucking snow. Yeah, at least <laughs> you can put a hoodie on and some jeans and just get in your car and go to the goddamn store. If I want to go to the goddamn st store, I got to get put on 17 fucking layers of clothes, get my dog's goddamn sweater on, then I got to fucking start my car, let it run for three hours. 
and then scrape all the windows off just so I can see just a little bit out of the fucking little corner so I can see where I'm fucking going. And I got to freeze my ass off all the way to do anything. And then you got to drive through ice. You got to drive through snow. Fuck you, West Coast people. Fuck you. Not you, Gables. (laughs) The people south (laughs) south of you. Fuck you. Also, people (laughs) just actually in the south in general. Fuck all of you, too. Uh, sorry. I'm just really, I'm man, really in a bad mood. I will say this. I will say this though. On a serious note, though, I do feel for the the people from parts of California that are suffering from a lot of that major snowfall and that rainfall that's been happening the past couple of weeks. Some as high as ten feet of snow. A lot of which can't even get out of their driveways. Can't even get into town because it's so extreme with that regards. But to them, you know, it's like, God, dude, that's really freaking crazy and stuff. Oh, but I feel like an asshole. Cable stinks yeah. a lot. <laughs> I didn't know they had snow. I, I did see. Uh, uh, we 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 know a guy from uh, California. He's a school teacher, and they got, they right. got rain and they closed school because of rain. Well, <laughs> well, you know what, man? I mean, when you have record high snowfall in California of all places, and all of a sudden well, you have a record like a, high thing of rain with flooding, well, they get like a I flake mean, or something like flutter through the sky a little bit there. Sure, wasn't you know. Oh, ash geez. from a forest fire i don't know i'm, I'm being sensitive i'm sorry <laughs> i'm just yeah. so sick of the goddamn winter cables the older i get the yeah. more it gets to me the more like yeah, man. The, the less patience i have for it the more it's it's fucking yesterday was saint patty's day last week was Dale's thing time i lost an hour for what because now it's just cold <laughs> and the sun's up an hour later and it does nothing for me and this all goes back to Tyler losing an hour of his sleep, and now he's yeah, going through I, I, this yeah, I'm the weather. Yeah. I, I sleep very little as is, and then they take an hour away from me. Fucking <laughs> dumbass. Fuck the farmers, too. Fuck you guys. <laughs> we do this bullshit for you guys. We gotta be, we've got to get dark at 4.30 half the fucking year so you guys can get up earlier. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck everybody. I don't know what's wrong with me right now. I was actually in a good mood today. I watched all the season one of Ted Lasso. <laughs> and then we started thinking about the weather. All that had to do was get towards the fucking weather. Yeah, all, yeah, all of a I'm sudden, just, I am going on the thin ice right now. No pun intended with the fucking weather. Okay? Uh, I watched all the season one of Ted Lasso today. Uh, That's awesome. And it's fucking amazing. I love that show. I get it now. I, I know I'm like three years too late on that. Well, not too late, but three years late on that. Uh, and oh my god, it shows so so good. If you have Game Pass, they have a deal going until uh, April first, where they give you three free months of uh, Apple Plus, which is that or Apple TV, oh. whatever it's called. Uh, which that's where it's on. And I was like, oh, you know, might as well do it. It's in a couple because that Tetris movie is going to be on there. Uh, oh god, on the thirty first, right. I believe. So um, I'm like, well, I better sign up for that and get a free, you know, a few months of it. And uh, I started watching Ted Lasso. So that, yeah, it's been that's been excellent. So I spent like. Pretty much my entire afternoon just doing that. Cause each episode is like 30 minutes. There's 10, 10 episodes in a season. So, yeah, about five hours of content there. Knocked all the, knocked the first season out. So, I'll probably have season two and three done tomorrow at this rate. Um, but, yeah. Uh, no, other than, I, I'm not, Believe it or not, I actually was in a good mood today watching Ted Lasso. It's impossible to be in a bad mood watching Ted Lasso. It just makes you want to be a better person. Uh, no shit. Until you go outside. Um, it's 30 <laughs> mile per hour wind. It's four degrees outside. Dude, yesterday was St. Patrick's you know, you kind of remind me of right now. You kind of remind me of that character from uh, that Hey Arnold, that freaking post guy that was uh, voiced by Lou Rawls. Oh, of yeah. All people. yeah. I hate the rain and I hate the sleep. But man, I sure I hate the snow. 
I hate the snow. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay. And then he falls through like a freaking like five foot thing of snow, yeah. and then just pops out the other side and right on his feet, yeah. just walks away I'm as he's the snow. fucking yes, singing. The snow. Maybe it is because I I do deliver packages. Uh, maybe that's why I remind you of him as well. Maybe that's maybe I'm turning into him because that's what my day job is. Um, fuck me, man. Wow. Some real. Last week you you told me I was in my mid thirties, which I never realized before, and now. This week, <laughs> Gil's oh. coming out with me with the hard realizations. Um, <laughs> man, you're like a you're, you're a terrible therapist. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh boy! But, uh, this, believe it or not, is a video game podcast. Every week we get together and talk about video games. If you stuck around, first off, why? Second off, thank you. Um, if we, you know if you're doing all that, you're here. Please, you know, like, follow, subscribe. Look down in the descriptions down below. See your uh, links to our socials. We're, we're available uh, you know, for other podcast. Our podcasts are available at. If you just want to listen to the audio side of it, if you're on, if you're on listening to us on the other side, links in there for the YouTube. Go subscribe, ring the bells, click the links, uh, hit the thumbs ups, comment, shares, all that fun stuff. The more you guys do that, more it helps us out. We're just two guys that just get together. I have to have a, a few beers. This is my my week. My I have my four beers when we do this podcast. And that's all, pretty much all the drinking I do every week. So, um, delaying getting old uh, as much as possible. Four beers every Saturday night at a time, um, until Gables reminds me I'm when I'm eventually in my late thirties. Um, but Gables, let's get some. Uh, no real good way to get into this one. Um, first off, though, rest in peace, Rans uh, Reddick. Um, passed away yesterday at the young age of just sixty years old. I was shocked to find out he was yeah. that old. Uh, he was. Most famous for for being in the wire, uh, the John Wick movies. He was the concierge, uh, which uh, I I watched John Wick uh, one and two uh, last night. Um, uh, respect for him. Uh, see a lot of cool people doing uh, going into uh, Destiny two, uh, and going to the hub world and paying the respects to them. Beautiful thing, you know. Yeah. It's, it sucks. It's a tragic event like this, but um, you know sometimes it reminds you like how cool video games can be. Um, you know, outside of just the games themselves where like, you just see a lot of people all day yesterday and all day today going and paying their respects to him. He was also a uh, Cylon and, um, uh, uh, horizon, the horizon games. Um, yes. He had a couple TV shows coming up too. He was, he was a part of, so, um, he's going to play a major role in the next horizon game. I'm sure he's going to, he was a, played a major role in the new Lightfall expansion just came out. Um, you know, John Wick oh. four that just that comes out this week. Um, you know, he's, he's a major part of that one. So, uh, Rest... That's crazy though. It's like Lance Reddick's like one of his last roles was uh, being one of the voice actors for Lightfall. You know, actually, I saw this online like uh, today on Twitter to where, like the day before he passed, he actually logged in on he, Destiny. He played 2 Destiny too. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. It's great. It's it's always cool when it's like when people are like that are like in games or also like fans of games. You know, it's always kind of cool. Like, mm. When you see like a celebrity is like actually like they play games. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, the day, yeah, the day before he passed, uh, um, yeah, he was play, he was he logged into Destiny and playing Destiny. Like that's that's pretty badass, dude. When you're playing a video game that you're like the yes. main guy in, so that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, Commander Zavala. Yeah. Yes. So uh, yeah, rest peace to him. No, nothing really more to add there, but uh, rest in peace, Lance. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's, let's move on to some actual video game news. There's no, like I said, okay. no real easy way to segue into that, that but. I want to pay respects to the man. Um, but Gables, would you believe it that uh, there are 
some substantial PS5 Pro rumors out there. Yeah, I can believe it, honestly. Yeah. So some details we got here. This is Tom Henderson from Inside Gaming, uh, which he's you know pretty accurate about a lot of things he talks about here. He's kind of made some mentions in the past that he's heard some stuff or like there's some ideas that maybe could be happening. But now he's he's saying it is. Um, the plan is right now is that the uh, so he talked about previously that the, the, there'll be a PS5 coming out sometime this year or next year that will be basically like I don't know if they're permanently going to go away with the base PS5 model like the one we have with the disc drive but they're going to have like a digital edition and you can buy a detachable disc drive um, that we talked about I don't know a few months ago maybe um, yeah. we originally talked about it that you can buy and attach to it to kind of cut down on the cost of making the PS5 um, and now around that same, it kind of sounds like the plan is to, at that same time, announce and launch the PS5 Pro. Um, that'd be coming late 2024, because uh, it sounds like Sony doesn't plan on the, the PS6 coming out until at least, um, at the very least, 2028. Uh, so what we are... Six years. Not five six, and a half years. Like, uh, five, five years, yeah, take, roughly. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you look at the timeline here, uh, you know, the PS4 launched November 2013. The Pro released mm-hmm. November 2016. PS5 yep. released four years later in 2020. Yep. So if you do that, kind of makes it a little off. I guess it's, what, four years instead of uh, three years between the Pro and the, the base model. But you're talking four years between the Pro and the and the, and the, the, the main one. Or the PS5. Um, kind of Part of the reason why, though, we got the Pro was, A, they wanted to keep the $400 price tag because... Yeah. Um, you know, and that's kind of something we talk about when the, when they announced the Switch OLED. A lot of people thought, oh, they're going to drop the price of the base Switch down like 50 bucks, and then they can keep the OLED at 300. So they always had that 300 model. Kind of the same same thing happened with the uh, Xbox One X. Same thing where they uh, they dropped the price and then they kept the, they kept that one at 500 actually. Um, so kind of the same idea. Sounds like you know if maybe then the 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 base like the PS4 model, uh, be sorry PS5 model. Um, maybe if they just go to digital only route, um, and then you get to buy the detachable disc drive, that's 400 bucks. Then you get the PS5 Pro, you know, go away with kind of what we have now, where we have the PS5 with the disc into it, a uh, disc drive like built into it. Um, so yeah. So, but I get, I don't give us like, you, you bought a PS4 very late, didn't you? In the PS4 life cycle. Well, let's see. The PS4, I did end up buying a couple, now that I think about it, because I did buy one, not at launch, but pretty close to launch, and then I sold that one off, and I bought one off of you, yeah. I remember. What about the Pro, but Which... The Pro, yes. Yeah. The Pro was actually a... I purchased mine like a year or something before the PS5, okay. around that time, because I wanted to play the PS4 Pro. It had better specs. It, it was just at that time. I still have it inside of its box mm. underneath my bed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, along with that, uh, the other PS4, like Days of PlayStation console, that's like blue and gold. That one I oh, still yeah, have as well. But uh, when it comes to this PS5 and the potential things for not only just for the Pro, but also for like, like a, I don't know what other type of iterations they'll have for the PS5 after this thing. I can understand why they're doing it because the cycle wise, like, okay, it's now what? Well, getting close to the third 
getting close to a full three years yeah, since the PS5 has been on market. Yeah. Funny enough, it hasn't been readily as available up until this year. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> well, it was like the probably October, November of last year where we started yeah. to see the actual like being a lot, a lot We'd, easier to like, yeah. if you wanted one, you can find one eventually fairly easily. Well, exactly the point, you know, it's like a lot of us were lucky to get it back around 2020 yeah. due to crazy ass tactics that did not involve a lot of scalpers. No, I, I was able to get my launch cause I drove <laughs> 40 miles over the speed limit to get a GameStop to get it. So, and I got oh the very God. last one. So yeah. Yeah. And of course my little iteration and stuff to where, Funny enough, I didn't want it for the longest of time because I was fine with my PS4 and my PS my, my PS4 Pro at the time. And then the month that I really feel like I wanted to invest in a PS5 and stuff, I spent almost an entire month actually scouring, joining Discord things, and then like getting these pops and notifications. Oh, hey, the PS5's in stock on Sony's main site. Like, what? Go through, wait, and that's where I put most of that stimulus check in and that was inside that ps5 but uh it doesn't surprise me really that we're probably going to be getting some form of a pro or anything else like that i mean the thought i'm in throughout my mind is like what type of improvements would they actually go yeah. with like a ps5 pro you know it doesn't make a lot of sense to go and introduce a pro model now not even like halfway through the console's life cycle I mean, what's the best you can do? Make better ray tracing or That's, better yet, like yeah, it it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't to me. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was thinking because like the the pro I made sense at the time because like when that when the PS4 and the Xbox One came out, the big issue was from people that like PC gamers and people tech people talk about those things were like two years behind technically. Right. Than where people, you know, were like on PC and stuff like that at that point, and the PS5 and the Xbox Series X and stuff. From what I understand, like I'm not a PC guy, like he's like I don't understand the tech side of it, but those okay. things came out like well ahead, like they were very powerful. And I mean, obviously, you can get like you know a super expensive uh, card for your PC and be better, like have, do everything better. But you know, the PS4 Pro, the nice thing is you had the HDR. You had 4K gaming. You had you can do 60 frames because like the PS4 and the Xbox One when those came out, you were still playing things at 30 frames per second. You didn't have 4K. You didn't have HDR. Like 4K was still pretty new at that right, point. Right. HDR like most people didn't know. I didn't know what it was until they really revealed the PS4 Pro. Now it's kind of like standard. Like any like Netflix, any sort of streaming show or anything like that. Like are you know you you HDR is kind of like a must at this point for like new shows or mm-hmm. you know anything like that um and I'm, yeah i'm just like at least having the standard to what tvs are currently yeah, like... i mean if they're trying to release something based upon the cons- like based upon like say pc monitors or something like that i mean it would make somewhat more sense in that regards because it wasn't too long ago where they released an update sony did in regards to upgrading the technical aspects of the PS5 to where now we can recognize monitors with like very refresh rates and yeah. stuff and like this type thing so they can play like 120 like frames or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the thing that kind of uh, is surprising to me that they're even going to try to re- like at least introduce another skew into the fray like three years later and stuff because this is kind of a different kind of a different thing now than what it was with like PS4 to PS4 Pro or like. Like even like the PS4 Slim or anything else like that. It's because that 
for the first iteration of the PS5, it took so long for it to go and get so on the market itself. One, in large part because of the pandemic, but two, in large part, is scalpers. Yeah. And three, it had to literally take them having to do a lot of cost-cutting things in terms of the models and the inside of the PS5 plastic, itself yeah. in order to save that. Not just plastic, but I'm like I'm talking about cuts in the heat sink, yeah. reducing that going through. We were literally at a point with the PS5 when that came out to where there was different skews, different parts being put inside of this model. Yeah. Like, two PS5s were not alike. Well, that's not unusual. <laughs> the, I mean, the Switch has had... I mean, the, the usually when these consoles come out, they, like kind of go overboard on certain things right like that's why the heat sinking is different it's not like they cut a lot of plastic out like they usually go overboard because they want to make sure because you know you can only do so much testing with these things before they come out and then as you learn about it after you know six months or a year then you can start cutting back a little bit saving some money there like the switch has made several additional SKUs. like i remember like the batteries better like with the switch like six months or a year later so if you got a switch you know like the holiday season of 2017 or the next year mm-hmm. you have a better battery life than like people like like you and i that got like i got my launch you got yours a couple weeks after launch yes. um yeah so like that stuff isn't like entirely unusual like the xbox is the same thing but uh yeah i'm just like that's the thing like i feel like the big things they can change like ray tracing is a big one i guess maybe mm-hmm. you could do it where like you don't have to pick between 16 4k or um but if we're gonna if we're gonna have an option to choose between 60 and 4K, I mean, we got the feature already in terms of preference, like preference of what we want to based upon, 4K or resolution or like uh, frame rate yeah. stuff, like performance or like this and that, you know, like you're like like I was just stating though. But uh, when it comes to the overall aspect of having something like consistent with both, I think would really kind of be not depend upon the system itself but it's like the system itself though if it if the ps5 pro were to have access to where we would be able to have both consistently like a 4k thing as well as like 120 frames or something like that you know super like this granted yes i could possibly see the necessity of releasing like a ps5 pro or anything like that but what this kind of sounds like to me personally to speculate is just another console option for those that want to like buy something like like say if they want to buy like a disk drive and stuff for like their ps5 digital edition you know it's that's something that i could potentially see that happening but as far as like an actual console redesign or something or like updated specs or updated like that, it's definitely is a possible stuff, but unless they're trying to do something like crazy in terms of their design, which or crazy in terms of the specs that they want to go through and do Sony, I don't really get the necessary, like the necessity right now of a PS five pro. It's definitely going to be something on Sony's end. They're trying to convince not just people that haven't bought a PS5 yet, but those that have already bought a PS5. Why the hell would I care yeah. in regards to this next iteration? Yeah, because like, like you mentioned, like yeah, there's been the issue of getting these things until the last few months. Um, you know, like at that, you know, three years into the PS4, if you wanted a PS4, you had a PS4. You had a PS4. Yep. You know, when the Pro came out, um, and I remember at the time, like when we were we were, you know, we were doing the podcast back then. 
And I was just like, I hated the idea of like the pro. I'm like, I didn't like this. Like people, because people were like, what if we start doing a yearly or every other year we get a new uh, thing? And I'm like, I hate this because like, no, it's like people are comparing to a cell phone. I'm like, no, it's not the fucking same. Because you buy a cell phone, you have everything. You don't have to. You're not buying all this extra shit on top of it. You know, you know. But like, um, and I obviously it's not that. Like, you know, that scenario didn't happen. Thank God. Um, but kind of the main issue, like, because like you can like. I, I don't know, like, because 4K and, like, HDR and all that stuff was becoming more affordable at that point in time, you know, and it was, it was still fairly new, but it was, it was fairly affordable. Like, I remember I bought uh, my for, uh, 4K TV with HDR um, with my PS4 Pro, uh, and mm-hmm. it was a few months later, I think it was, like, January 2017, I bought it, because uh, I got a tax turn, and I, like, those are the two things I bought with it, um, but... The, you know, like you're talking about the variable refresh rate, VRR, um, like you, your TV needs to do. Like my, my, I have a TV that's two years yes. old, doesn't do that. Uh, like a lot of the TVs. Neither does mine. Yeah, like like <laughs> a lot of the newer TVs now, they just like we got that 2.1 HDMI, uh, which my TV has that, but doesn't have the variable refresh rate. That's the, that's the thing, Tyler. Unless you have something dedicated like a gaming monitor that has like a lot of those necessary like like say if it's compatible with like 120 frames per second or if it's like 165 like some of the other ones like say some other brands of monitors are and stuff a lot of the TVs currently uh, the the market and stuff do not have access to play yeah. it like above 60 frames per second yeah <laughs> uh, like my TV can do like 120 um like when I play like Fortnite okay. I do 120 I remember playing Uncharted 4 at 120 uh, but yeah, I mean, but it's the same thing with the with, you know with the PS4 Pro, with the 4K and the, uh, HDR and all that. But um, I feel like a lot of stuff isn't as affordable or isn't like this stuff doesn't seem like as big as like this isn't like you know going to like variable refresh rate like it's nice, but um, it's not like as big of a step going to 4K and HDR. Like HDR, the first time I played uh, a game with HDR. Remember I played like Titanfall two and, uh, mm-hmm. horizon, um, zero dawn. Like I it blew, like blew me away. I couldn't like, Oh my, like, this is like, different. This is completely different. And like what we played a ray tracing, it's cool, but it's not like, it's not game changing in that way. Like, I, 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 I don't know. Like maybe it's one of those things where like, I hear like a piece of PC people talk about so much and blow it up. I'm like, Oh, that sounds amazing. Okay. And I found like seeing it like, like ratchet and clank and stuff like that. I'm like, that was cool. But I'm like, not like holy shit this is the greatest thing ever but like you know but um yeah i don't know i mean but it's definitely like i said like it's one of those things where like it, it's for people if you want you have that tv or you're into that tech like that's gonna be for you and maybe like i i was completely against the 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 one x and the ps4 pro until i saw the you know the the uh press conference they did i was cerny and talking about the hdr talking about the 4k and like that's what sold me like so maybe like once they do the event and they talk about it, and they show us, uh, they talk, and they tell us about it, and like maybe then I'll change my mind. But like I'm right now, I'm not super like, oh my god, okay, I'm I'm, I'm totally excited for it. Plus, it's five hundred dollars. My life is different now than it was six years ago, and at that point, seven yep. years ago, where you know I'm not gonna have the expendable uh, income to drop on a, another thousand dollars on a TV, um, and another four hundred dollars on a console at this point. That would be five hundred dollars on a console, so yeah, I don't have the I don't have the expendable income to spend fifteen hundred dollars on another TV. Maybe in a year and a half, maybe I will. I don't know, uh, but I mean, like I understand maybe this is not something for me. If I like if Xbox if if, anybody was, if if Xbox did this, it'd be a little easier for me to to say yes to because I have an S, I have a Series S, not an X, 
So if they did like a mm-hmm. Xbox Series X Pro thing, they did it. Like I plan on eventually buying a Series X, um, but I'm like I'm totally happy with the Series S for right now. And then maybe once you know I have the exit like the the extra income. I'll get one, but like if they, you know, I'm, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm. And you have to believe though, Tyler. It's like if Sony's going to be releasing another model of the PS5 and stuff, Xbox is definitely going to be releasing another iteration in terms oh, yeah. of like say their Series X or S. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm sure, like, because that's pr- pretty much like the, we we learned about the One X before we heard about the Pro. So I wouldn't be shocked yeah. if like that's the reason why the Pro was made is because they are doing the One X, and maybe <laughs> it's the same thing here. Maybe Xbox is already planning on doing it, and or maybe the Xbox wasn't planning on doing it, and then they found now we hit these rumors. Like, well, fuck, we got to do the same thing. So, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I'm not going to completely poo-poo it like I did in the past. You know, it's one of those things, you know, yeah, that was, I mean, I know it was, fuck, what, six, seven years ago now at this point when, when we heard about these rumors initially, but. All we know is it exists. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, to me, it's just a tougher sell because I don't feel like the technology has advanced the way it did, um, you know, seven years ago. But like I said, I, I'm yep. not above being proven wrong, and I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong, so. Uh, we'll have to wait and see until then. Uh, Gables, we got some more exciting news. Maybe this this one's more for you, Gables. Um, All right. So, so let's Konami go. trademarked possibly something referring to Castlevania. So um, there was a trademark from Konami called Project Zirkin. Um, that was they applied oh, for. Zircon. Yeah. Zircon? Okay. Um, it's not, so kind of going through VGC here. So uh, maybe reference to an item found in the Castlevania series. It's a yes. It's a gem. Yeah, it's a jewel. Gables. <laughs> it's a jewel. Made its first. Yeah. It's a. I don't know if that made yes. a difference. It made its first per- appearance in Symphony of the Night. Um. So yeah, Gables. Um. Well, I mean, I like that. You're the Castlevania guy. This is not for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this? Does this give you hope? Is this a Pachinko machine? Is it for the anime? Is it NFT? That's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing, though. We can't rule out any of those situations because it could obviously be one of it could be either the most obvious thing or it could be the most crazy stupid thing you know like a pachinko machine like nfts and stuff because konami has done both for castlevania <laughs> but uh in regards I forgot to they did what NFTs. they, they made fifteen thousand dollars on them it's so fucking funny they did they did make castlevania nfts Gable spent 14 of it on, on those Oh, oh God! I'd shit my pants if that fucking thing happened. No, I'm getting you for your birthday. <laughs> but uh, in regards to that, though, it's it's along the lines of a bunch of rumors Konami's had over the past couple of years. This is just like another another tip of the iceberg in this kind of thing, where it's like there's smoke coming from all these different types of things, whether or not be if it's Metal Gear or with Castlevania or New Pope, even with. Yeah, that or even like freaking Silent Hill. <laughs> and hell, they had the whole Silent Hill like reveal and stuff with the remake of like Silent Hill 2 and all that other stuff. So it definitely is possible that there is another Castlevania game being talked about or it exists in some form and stuff. But if I were to personally see a new Castlevania game from Konami and stuff, one thing I would want to know is, what is the developer that's going to be creating the game? Because that's going to take it. It's definitely not going to be an in-house project for Konami. I'll tell you that right now. They got to outsource that stuff. <laughs> but uh, if it's say like a Mercury stream, that makes sense. They've made some great Metroidvania style of games in that regards. Maybe way forward. I mean, hell, 
I would love that idea of a Castlevania game made by like Wave Forward or some, or even like the most recent thing here with Dead Cells, mm. you know, with the whole return to Castlevania. Yeah. That could also be pretty cool. Wouldn't that be kind of funny though? I mean, let's think of it this way: like a new Castlevania game, the style of like a Metroidvania style, you know, mm. like Symphony of the Night or whatever, and then have it be of the made by the Dead Cells. <laughs> the Dead Cells creators and stuff like that, kind of similar to the Return of Castlevania. I what, mean, what if, what if they hired the Treefall Studio company to make a, a Castlevania game? Gave us how they make you feel. Oh, oh, basically a three D platformer. Never, <laughs> it'd make me want to never fucking see that game again. <laughs> but, I'd make uh, you play it for the. Oh my god! I make you stream but... the whole fucking game. <laughs> Oh god, I'm just thinking about the mo- most boring, obtuse Castlevania game of all time. It'd be even worse than 64. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, you know what? It's like I'm. I would be def- definitely be happy if like there is a new Castlevania game in development. That's not garbage. <laughs> but yeah, what would you think, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't have a dog in this race here, so or a horse in this race. I don't know hamster in this race i don't know whatever i don't know there's not i don't know there's i don't know if there's any race involved here um yeah, i don't know i mean the problem is like konami is such a fucking wild card where yeah i mean literally could be any of the things we, we set up like it could be a pachinko machine could be a fucking nft could be a, a new game um they literally made a middle gear solid three pachinko machine Gables, don't fucking remind me because i remember <laughs> i was so pissed off when they remade the final cutscene to Metal Gear Solid 3, and it was a goddamn pachinko machine. I was pissed off, too, because I love that ending. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> one of the greatest endings of video game history. They I made a fucking pachinko machine, fucking assholes. Um, I don't know. Like, I've talked about previously with, like, the, you know, with, like they were to reboot uh, Metal Gear Solid, and it's like, you see all the reboot, like, all the stuff going on Silent Hill, and it's like, seems like the Silent Hill fans, like, I'm not a Silent Hill fan whatsoever, but, like, a lot of those people seem to be kind of like cautiously optimistic or pretty underwhelmed with what they showed. They're walking on the eggshells pretty yeah, much. Yeah, but it's like, man, we're like, I think it's just after a, you know what, almost a decade of nothing from them at this point. They're just ex- trying to be oh, somewhat yeah. optimistic for anything. So I don't know. It's it's definitely better than nothing, yeah. but it's like they're so fucking cheap. They get shit. what they want. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know. Like they, we've seen in the years where they've done with like in the past with like some of the games where they just give their ip to anybody to make a game for 20 bucks um, but then again the same was said about another property but not for konami but for capcom with resident evil yeah that's capcom and they actually make their own games in-house and, th- and actually care about their games it seems like they might actually somewhat <laughs> care about their employees um and their fans and their fans yeah like I, th- that's <laughs> apples and oranges here um yeah because yeah like they're fucking killing it right now. And I mean, but this is the reason why Konami is doing that thing. But it's like, I mean, they, they see what Capcom's doing and Konami's like, we want to do that. But it's like, I don't, you know, it's like, you got to prove it's one of those things where like Konami's, there's so much, they, bull, they it. got the, it's been, I mean, it's not even just been a decade of nothing, but it's been, it's been multiple decades of just bullshit from them. Um, it's time for their redemption arc and it's time for them to actually put some effort into it. Yeah. Yeah. And hope, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is effort. And, how much money they want to put into this? Because like, I mean, that Reach for the Moon engine is gorgeous, and I mean they put Capcom has put a ton of fucking money into their mm-hmm. games, and with that engine, they've done so many fantastic things with it. 
Um, yeah, well, like, yeah, they they turned it around. They proved it after Resident Evil Six and all the bullshit. Like, they're in a really bad spot. They turn around and they've been fucking kicking ass. Uh, and ho- oh, yeah, I I want Konami. Like, look, like, it's easy to, to rag on Konami, and I'm gonna continue to do it until for, for, probably the day I die, which according to Gables can be any day now. Um, but um, yeah, like, I, I you know, like I'm still I'm never gonna fully forgive him for. Metal Gear Solid 5 coming out unfinished. Um, but, uh, and then we'll just, you know, the breakup of Kojima, which he may have been, I'm not exactly like he wasn't probably responsible for some shit, but, you know, like, I, I want to be excited about you know, Metal Gear Solid. I want to be excited. For, I want people, I want fans to be excited for Silent Hill. I want fans to be, like you to be, I want when a Castlevania comes out five years from now, you're pumped and excited with no reservations whatsoever because they mm-hmm. they put out one to two fantastic games already or they've like partnered with good people to do right by, by these ips and they're giving them more than a ham sandwich to make a game with um and that, that's the key um it's just at this point it's just like you got to prove it to us uh and i mean it sounds like it's gonna start with silent hill um and yeah well i mean it's just kind of we're in the we're just in this weird like you know like you said we're on eggshells right now we're we're just pins and needles whatever analogy you want to use here we're we we want to be we want to be excited, but we are um, trying to contain that excitement. So I don't know. Like I said, we'll wait and see. Um, I'm too much out of that one, Gables. Uh, but hmm. let's move on, Gables. Um, kind of a I don't really know how much out of here though. We haven't talked about the Silent Hill. I'm on Silent Hill now. Uh, the last of his TV show on the on the podcast really. Um, uh, season finale was last Sunday. Uh, but they did announce that there will, they announced a while ago there'll be season two, and they announced uh, this past week that season two will not cover the entirety of part two. So, uh, you know, use the time codes, people, because we might be uh, we might get a little bit of spoiler conversations with part two and everything uh, Last of Us. So if you want to skip some of that, just look at the time codes, click on to the next thing here. But uh, makes sense. Uh, I am, you know, I love the TV show. I don't know if you watch any of it, Gables, or seen anything out there for it. I haven't seen a single thing, okay. unfortunately. Uh, it is one of the greatest shows to me ever made. I I absolutely adore it. They did such a good job of uh, taking that the first game and then adding on to it, changing things and making right. it it's staying on its own. Um, you know, um, Neil Druckmann said in like an interview where he said that if we're gonna change things, let's make it better. Uh, and that's exactly what they did. Like adding to the world, adding like you know it's a, it's a TV show. You know we're it's a 12-hour game. You got nine hours of of a TV show here, but 12 most of that 12-hour game is combat and like you know walking it, going through areas. You're not actually there's right. not really a lot of storytelling going on with some of this. So expanding a lot of out into a TV show, expanding the universe, adding a lot of uh, back story to some of these characters was fantastic. Um, and I'm just sorry. So, you know, if you you're still listening and you don't want to hear about part two stuff, this is your last warning. Where I'm gonna get into it, Gables, you can get into it too. Um, mm-hmm. I said going into for a long time. I, mean, I appreciate Gables, even though you knew what happened, you didn't tell, you didn't spoil it for me. Um, Tyler, at this point, man, it's like if I know something, especially if it was a game you're gonna be playing or something like that, I wasn't gonna be a no, giant. No, I knew you wouldn't, but I appreciate that. it. Like not even like you didn't even give me a face or a smirk. Nothing to like doubt what I was saying, but going into Last of Us Part Two, the only thing all I said over and over again is like I am so excited 
for another journey of Joel and Ellie. Mm. And we never got that. Cable <laughs> that never happened. Nah. We didn't get that at all in part two. Um, so, but we got a lot of bat. We got like, so a lot of that game is like flashbacks to like fill in the gaps of what happened between part one and part two. Right. So watching this, uh, I think I watching the TV show. Um, I was telling a friend at work. I'm like, I cried five times in the season finale. I probably cried. I don't know. On average, three times per episode. It's not kind of like episode three. Episode three was just literally an hour straight of bawling. And so I don't, I thought that was one long cry. Uh, but uh, like I was preempt, I was crying because I knew what was going to happen. And then I cried because that thing happened. And then I cried afterwards because that thing that happened was so beautiful. And the fact that like, I was so happy that like they killed it. They nailed it. And maybe even happier. So I cried because of that. Cause I was happy. Even though it was an awful thing that might've happened. I was like, Oh my God, they fucking did it. And it was beautiful. Um, yeah, the, the show was fantastic. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, like obviously Abby goes golfing fairly early on in last is part two, uh, first couple hours of that game. And I remember vividly playing that part when a game I had it bought it digitally playing the game when it kicked off at 11 PM, my time, uh, playing that got to that part and just turned the game off for the night sat in the dark and drank a beer. Because what happened? Um, I don't know. Part of me, like with last with season two, is I hope they take that back, that stuff, that in between stuff they were cutting back and forth between the main game, um, like and just what I wanted the whole time, well, even before they announced it was gonna be split into two seasons. So it sounds like we're in season three. Um, was like just make season two be that flashbacks, expand upon that, build upon that. I want to know more about like. You know, the, the you know, um, Wyoming, Jackson, Wyoming, the town they're in. I want to know more what happened in between that time. We get some cool right. flashbacks, cool moments. But, like, I want, you know, like, in season two with Abby going golfing. That's kind of what I would like. I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, I heard a lot. There's been a lot of discourse online about how they, because Gables, you know everything. Uh, um, my thing is, like, I'm just, just give me the goddamn PS5 update for Last of Us Part 2. Because part of the problem for me is I beat that game so fast because I was so worried about being spoiled that I just flew through that game. So a lot of it's a little fuzzier for me because, like, you know, Last of Us Part 1 I beat four times and I've over the last decade. So, like, it's pretty... Inst- I beat it just recently. So a lot of that stuff is pretty much seared into my brain. Um, so Part 2, like, there's a lot of fuzziness to it because I was so, like, worried about spoilers that I just flew through the game. Um, but the the main argument going on right now is do you split up the first half? Because like, in the first half of part two, you play as Ellie. Mm-hmm. And then in the yes. part, part, the second half, you play as Abby. And it kind of explains why she did the things she did. It's all about the spiral of revenge and why revenge is bad. And it's never anything. Um, you know, it's the song Joel sings, the Pearl Jam song. If, um, if I were ever to lose you, I truly lose myself. That is the whole fucking point of that game is that Pearl Jam song. Um you know, and it turns out instead of Joel be the one losing himself, it was Ellie that lost Joel that caused her to lose herself. Um, yeah. I, so my, my thing is like people are saying, oh, yeah, they can just just do that again. And my mar- no. my argument is that might work in a video game when everything it's all right there in front of you. You can just play it straight through to me, though, with this. Is that if this is a TV show where you're playing, you're watching it week to week. And with HBO, 
you might have they already they already mentioned that we might not get part season two until end of 2024 at the earliest wow. so we're looking at nearly a two-year gap between the seasons <laughs> which is that's kind of the way it works sometimes with hbo um yeah um so like that to, to me like you, we're talking about a two-year gap and then you get the season and then say even if they bank them they do them back to back say there's a year gap between season three and you you do a whole season of Ellie and her build up to get revenge on Abby, and then you just start season three. Boom! You're you're, you're watching it from Abby's point of view. This is a weekly episodic show where people are invested in shows for years, and then they don't like something, and they'll just turn it off. It's not a video yep. game where like, okay, like I remember when I first switched to Abby, I'm like, you just like you just see day one after ten hours of playing as Ellie, of being pissed off and wanting revenge. And murdering everybody, not feeling bad, except for the dog. I felt bad about killing the dog. I'm not happy about that still. Um, but then, like, uh, day three in Seattle, doing all the shit, and then you, boom, go to Phase of Black, boom, day one, there you are waking up as Abby. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing here? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna, obviously, it's, I'm going to keep going here because I'm playing a video game. I'm going to just keep going here. And then by the end of that journey, I, you know, I was like, I love Abby. You know, it's like, that's easier to do because I'm playing a video game. It's all right there in front of me. I can keep playing it. It's easier to, like, give this a couple hours or keep going. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of these games. I don't know how you could do that on a TV show where, like, you're going to have a long gap in this. And, like, I, I always, I hate the people that say, like, oh, you should have bounced in the, in the video game where you're like, oh, you should have just uh, do day one as Ellie and then do day one as Abby and then day, like, no, that doesn't work, like. The story there. No, the pacing will still be off by doing that. Yeah, as well. the pacing. So it's not a really easy thing. It's not an easy thing to go forth and try to balance that out. Even I've had issues and stuff with that, with the story portion of it, because of pacing issues and because of things kind of being jarring in regards to not being inside of the right place, so to speak, in that regards. And uh, you hit the nail on the head with that specific point because after that, that Joel's death scene and stuff like that. And then go into Abby's perspective and like on that day one and stuff. If you're doing that instead of like a TV show and all of a sudden you kill off like a main character and all of a sudden you're going to go to the perspective of the villain like that, like right after that, like tit for tat, like let's just say how having like some fans wanted to go forth where it's like, well, let's just do it exactly as the game does it. But by doing it that way, that's going to turn off a lot yeah. of major people, a lot of the major fans you just build up with this type of television series as well. Because TV shows have tried things similar to this before and end up falling off of a cliff. Yeah. Absolutely have. Yeah. And so if you're going to go into season two predominantly, if you want to try to build up the story to be even better than, say, like The Last of Us Part Two in a lot of like various, like, storytelling perspectives and stuff you got to hit the nail on the head from the get-go right here with expanding a little bit about why they're inside why both joel and ellie are inside like that uh, that town and stuff well, they, they do they explain the tv point. the first season of the tv show okay so i didn't know that yeah. but going into that but in regards to like having the whole like dynamics and stuff between like slightly like ellie and then abby and all this other stuff it's got to be portrayed in a way that while it does remain somewhat faithful to the game and stuff in terms of what happens there, there has to be a bunch of consistency in terms of how they present the story in the way that they've wanted to tell, you know, where it's not 
verbatim what the video game is, a copy and paste of how things went with that, you know, but more of an emphasis upon structuring what was the most important parts of that story, and that was pretty much the conflict and Ellie losing herself in regards to the loss of Joel, and then on that, it's a constant, like, clashing between both Abby and Ellie in terms of, like, kind of like a swift and subtle kind of, like, turnabout thing to where Ellie loses herself, starts, like, quickly, not just losing herself, but becoming, like, a pretty much a full-on monster by the end of that game and stuff, with Abby kind of pulling a 360 to where the why she kills Jill, like, why she kills Joel to begin with is because of the death of her father in regards to the end of the last, of, like, the first game. The cycle of revenge. The cycle of revenge is the main theme of The Last of Us Part Two, And if you were able to capitalize it consistently and, like, eloquently in a way to where it's better than The Last of Us Part Two, it's much more concise with what they what Neil Druckmann and whoever want to picture that and stuff, I could think that the second season could be even better in terms of what storytelling they've told so far with the first season of the series. Yeah. That's my, my speculate. That's how I'm speculating it as point of view. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. The best part in my honest opinion about how the last of us was like the original last of us, the game that I played years ago and you, you and I both played years ago when it first released on PS3, the narrative portion was the strongest part for last of us. Part two, there were plenty of people that like it. There were plenty of people that didn't like a lot of the story changes, and a lot of the elements in there. But if they were able to go forth, I'm not talking about like just cutting out big chunks of the story or this no, or well, that, you know, and completely changing it upside down. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah. if they were to take what they initially wanted to aim for with that cycle of revenge in the last of us part two and present it as sort of like a big old like thing for season two. It could be even, it could be a freaking amazing, like, it could be a potentially like amazing sort of thing that will complement the first season and excel it to where you could get a lot more people into watching it, especially for a season three, if they, Naughty Dog does do a well, last season part two three. and three will be part two. Um, so yeah, so, so part two is, is okay. being split into two seasons. Um but that's what I mean. Like part two is like, I don't think part two, like our season two being just the Ellie side and season three being the Abby side. I don't think that'll work. Um, no, I don't think so either. But the, the problem is the whole gist of that game. The point of that game is you wanting revenge and then walking that mm-hmm. mile in Abby's shoes to understanding why she did the thing she did. And it's like, Oh, Ellie's just on the journey that Abby just finished of revenge. You know, where Abby just killed Joel, the person that killed her dad, and now Ellie's on the journey to kill the person that basically killed her dad. Um, and then you, you know, then you get to the end part where they, this shit happens on the beach there. Um, so yeah, that's what I mean. Like, cause like I said, like I hear a lot of people are saying, like, oh, they should have, like I was saying earlier, like, oh, they should have just done day one with Ellie, then day one with Abby, then day one with Ellie, then day one with Abby. It's not that. No, simple. and it's like it doesn't. That breaks up the whole purpose of this, like. The purpose of the story is they want you to you they want you as the gamer to want the same thing Ellie wants to go on this revenge murder path like that's the whole purpose of that game and then play as Abby and then understand why she felt that way and then be conflicted at the end of that game of, of the game when they have the big showdown on the beach um, 
so yeah like i don't know man i like obviously like they're the ones that like i we, we are not the creative people that can like think of shit like this um uh, i never no. would have thought like last of season one would be anywhere as good as the game to even be on the same pedestal as that game because it's, it's right part one last part one is in my top five favorite games of all time part two is also in that top five favorite games of all time for me um like i said i can't i i'm excited that we when we eventually get that like that ps5 update when that eventually comes hopefully sometime soon uh because i am so ready to play that game again like i said like uh i know it's gonna be emotionally uh because like, I, I have it i had the ps4 version but i just want i just want to play it like the ps5 get the updated graphics all right um well yeah understand but uh yeah like i like i'm i know it's gonna be emotionally draining but like like i said there's so much shit there that like um it's hard like maybe once i replay it and like like i said and and, like knowing everything that happened uh, at least know the main story beats where i can just play through the game again and understand like i remember beats for beats what happened and maybe then i can have a better understanding of the games or how the show's gonna maybe could work out but uh yeah i mean i don't know i mean uh, I do not envy uh, Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann for figuring out how it's going to work. But uh, all I know is, uh, man, that first season was amazing. Uh, it was like Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey were in like a heavyweight fight uh, mm-hmm. where like they would, some one person would have an awesome scene or an awesome episode. And then the other actor would like, oh, okay. All right. Check this shit out. And then they would just have an awesome episode or an awesome <laughs> scene. It was just two an acting contest yeah it was like two uh fucking it was like mike tyson and evander holyfield like in their prime <laughs> fighting each other obviously without the biting of the ears but just throwing fucking <laughs> haymakers at each other of just excellent acting so um yeah that, like that that's i just i'm not i'm not i'm not ready for abby to go golfing i, I should i guess is long story short of that one but i don't know hey i'm yeah i love that show uh it was way better than i ever thought it could be so um but yeah uh but gables uh yeah. let's do something here real fast i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little share screen with you we're gonna look at um okay one second here i gotta bear with me for a moment people i'm doing something here i'm gonna I want gables we're gonna do a share screen gables i want you we're gonna we're gonna look at the fans critically we haven't done that in a while okay um so i'm gonna move some shit around here i got bunch of shit on the screen here we're gonna fix that and then i'm gonna boom so gables you yes. should be able to see that here bam there we go all right definitely a lot of major happenings yeah so we have not talked about it in a while so boom share screen all right if you are a youtube listener you should be able to see the screen right now and see um on my screen i'm sharing our phase critic league here uh one second here i'm gonna do a time code so I don't forget about that. Boom. There we go. All right. Let's move back over. Um, but if you're an audio listener, uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk about it here as well. But uh, yeah. So Gables and I, if you don't remember or don't know, if you're first time, long time, first time ever, long time listener, whatever. Uh, Gables and I, every year, starting last year, starting second year, doing a fans trick league. Where it's like a fans football, but uh, mm-hmm. and we, we draft and we like we bid on games. Um so right now we are about a third of the way through the year. Um, yes. A few days away, about a week and a half away from that. Um, but as of right now, uh, I'm in the lead with uh, 86.96 points. Gables is mm-hmm. second 
uh, with 72.46 games, 47, 40, ugh, Jesus Christ, 72.46 points rather. Um, but uh, it, you know, it's super, super early. Gables has got a bunch more games added onto his list here, so I'm going to scroll on down here. Uh, I am Wesley Willis Gaming. Gables is Fujiwara Wombat Games. Um, yep. So as of right now, Gables has had seven games come out. I've had six. Um, so he has, uh, like I said, 72 and a half points here. I have 87 points. So it's mm-hmm. kind of different. We can kind of round up on this at the bottom. Uh, so far, Gables has had Fire Emblem Engage, Like a Dragon, Ishin, uh, Octopath Traveler 2, um, World Long Fallen Dynasty, uh, Bayonetta Origins, and WB 2K23 come out. So that's why he's got the 72 points. Um, so far, so Resident Evil 4 Remake right now is at 92, 92.2 points on here. Yep. Uh, but the points don't actually count towards our score until the game officially releases. So, um, right. That's kind of so that, that's what those points don't actually count yet. But like, so I have like Dead Space Remake at 88. Uh, Metro Prime is actually the highest rated game of uh, the year so far at 94 yeah. points. Horizon Call of the Mountain, the VR game at 80. Destiny 2 Lifefall. I went for the, I went, I, Got, I got a little greedy, Gables. Got a little greedy, and I tried to get it again two years in a row with the with the Destiny 2 expansions. Even I know when it comes to Destiny 2, they do not have two great expansions after that. Yep. Even though you got me with Witch Queen. Yeah, Witch Life Queen was like an 87. Yeah. <laughs> Life falls at a 72.8, so not, not working out for me so well. But, hey, Dead Souls Return to Castlevania. Way yeah. higher than I ever expected. 87.5. That's true. And Wild Hearts at 79, so... That's where we're at. What, uh, we have a, it is funny though, like we've added some shit on here, like trying to trick the other person to like bidding on it and mm-hmm. waste our dollars because we only have a hundred dollars a year to bid on games. Um, yes. So like I have like I have like a mainline third party or a third three D Mario game on here. I have Pokemon Let's Go too, even though <laughs> they're gonna have like a bid a dollar. I'm like maybe Gables will go crazy and bid ten bucks on this. Uh, and uh, which we did it to each other last year and it kind of worked a few times, but so far I think we we learned our tactics and it's not working out so well. Um, but you know, Gables has got like Tears of the Kingdom coming, Street Fighter Six coming soon, mm-hmm. um, Final Fantasy Sixteen, Marvel, Marvel Spider Man Two, um, Starfield. He's got Hellblade Two, which could happen this year. Uh, the one he's, he has taken the first L of the year though with uh, Black Myth w- uh, Wukong, which uh, got announced as a summer twenty twenty four game, which is funny. Which they announced like yeah. two days after we did the draft. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So our rules are we each draft twenty uh, games, and those mm-hmm. games that we draft to kind of make it more difficult for us. Uh, whatever games we draft, we cannot drop. Um, yes. Any games that we bid on and add later throughout the year, we can add and drop whenever we want up until release date. Once there are once the review code once reviews start dropping, once reviews drop, then we can no longer um, uh, drop them. But yeah, Gibbles. I mean, he's added some cool stuff since then. Uh, Chia. Umbrella Advance Wars One Plus Two Reboot Camp, which is fucked up. Yeah, I've been I've been really bad this year, so I thought I just assumed I already drafted Advance Wars, so I didn't even worry about it. And then, you did last year. I did last year. Yeah, no, I didn't. I bid on it last year. I didn't. I didn't draft it. Uh, but Bayonetta Origins, Gables, you bid a dollar on it. I did. And I didn't counterbid it because I thought I was the one that bid on it. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm good. Here's the funniest thing about that. When I went through and I did my initial bids before both Bayonetta Origins and uh, WWE 2K23 and stuff, I went through and edited the bids initially because I had a little bit more on Bayonetta Origins and stuff like that. And so it's like I put it in my mind. It's like I knew you were not going to bid on the game because you 
kind of unsure about the game leading up to that. Better than that. I had the thing at $5 bidding, you know, for Bayonetta Origins, and I lowered it down to one alongside of with WWE 2K23. And then there was another indie game and stuff I put like about $2 on. So I started off with like $64 and stuff, and then I ended out with just 60 left and ended up picking three games, one of which I'm still waiting upon the review thing for. It's a new game. It's called like Nine... Like, nine Souls? Oh, God. Not, not Nine Souls. Oh. It's another one, actually. Nine Years it's, of Shadow? Nine Years of Shadow. It's actually an interesting-looking Metroidvania style of game. I was watching a little bit of footage of that earlier on. But anyway, in regards to that, I actually got a couple of good stealth pickups that, yeah. that were pretty close to late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, so. I, I've kind of, like, second-guessed myself a little too much this year. Uh, where, like, I was gonna originally going to draft that uh, the Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm game. And I was like, no, I don't know how well those. Like, I looked up and the other games did review pretty well, but I was like, I've been here. I, I don't know. Like, I was listening to people that like that are fans of those games talk about it, and I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do it. And then the game's like an 87. So that's the thing, though. I missed out upon that as well. Yeah. And after that, after that, though, I started realizing, oh man, there's so many games that are releasing that are like late 70s, early 80s, and stuff like that. So, obviously, I did my due diligence with, like, Bayonetta Origins and WWE 2K23, and both actually looked fairly comparable. So, I'm like, okay, I, I spun the wheel, I rolled the dice, and yeah. it ended up working out for me for that. Yeah, and that's the thing that's fucked me. Like, in the, like, last year, I was killing it on, like, finding those type of games, and this year, you're doing it. So, um, and like, yeah, like I said, like, but hey, like, Metro Prime Remaster, like, I took a risk on that one. Uh, you did, It wasn't even announced well. at that point, and it's a high, <laughs> Gable's... It is 2023 in Resident Evil 4 yep. and Metro Prime Remat- uh, Metro Prime are the two highest rated games of the year. <laughs> yeah, the GameCube, GameCube is definitely it. glowing, isn't 20 it? 20 years later, still killing it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of where I figure like maybe like every quarter or so we'll talk we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but if, uh, I think you have to have seven games to be eligible for for to get review points cables. If that nine years of shadows doesn't. Uh, get enough reviews let me know i think i can go in and i can edit and add okay. points to it so let me know if uh like you know down the line if it's not in there and i can i can go in there and i can figure out the, the points and put it in myself so but yeah i thought that was kind of a cool little thing so yeah if you want to check it out that will also be in the links to our in our show descriptions if you want to check all that stuff out but uh yeah that's what that's what's going on with that um give me one second here i am all right well you're gonna move on to uh oh, jesus i i'm hitting the wrong buttons here gables okay Uh-oh. no we're good i didn't break anything i'm just trying to I got, okay all right gables let's move on to some other news this week uh sure. we talked about um you know konami like is that are they doing nft shit again what are they doing here gables well gables what if i told you pokemon company is looking into nfts um Ugh. so the pokemon company put out a job listing for people that are that understand uh blockchain and web3 so, how excited are you for a potential Ditto NFT? Is it possible to have my excitement in the negative? Anyway, when it comes to those initial hirings that I learned about like earlier on this week through the news cycle and stuff, it just comes back to one thing in mind, and that's for any other company that uses NFT stuff. It's like, it's not sustainable. It's not stable at all in any kind of recourses i mean we've had like even big companies let's say like meta and like 
this, you know, like in other companies like Ubisoft try similar things and then just backfiring epically, like terribly. We even had the instance to where Square Enix, like Square Enix introduced like the trailer to their freaking NFT game that they're getting going through, right? Yeah. And it's just it's so bad. It's so bad. It's absolutely horrible. It is, I mean, Gables, I found somebody that's worse at Photoshop than me. <laughs> yes. It's Square yeah, Enix. So. <laughs> and that's the thing, man. It's like, I, I know that I and like a whole bunch of other people and stuff. We absolutely like hate NFT stuff. What it stands for, what it's initially the purpose of it is just to get a cheap buck or two or something like that for something that's not even existing. Yeah, for <laughs> in a lot of cases, something I can with three buttons own as well. So it doesn't surprise me at all that Nintendo and the Pokemon Company are distinctly looking into this market itself. Because of, hey, if there's potential funds to be go forth and made throughout these transactions, I mean, hell, companies are going to go and try to put their foot or try to get a little piece of the pie of that stuff. But uh, whether or not that this will actually lead to something inside of that realm, I mean, hell if I know, all I can do is speculate. Yeah. But if we're getting fucking Pokemon NFTs or some shit like that, I, dude, that's going to be a big ass turnoff for me. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm just, I guess I'm surprised if that we're doing it now. Yeah. It, it I mean, was it Dr. Disrespect? Is that the guy's name? Like he, he said, people that are, in it, are into NFTs, he said are brain dead. Um, yeah. that guy. It sounds about right. Well, no, he said, if you're not into NFTs, you're brain dead. Uh, yeah, that sounds like what. Oh, right, right for him to say. Saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you go cheat your wife again, douchebag? Um, <laughs> but that's uh, whatever. Fuck that guy. Uh, but um, I don't know. I uh, I guess I'm just shocked in 2023. We're still doing the cables. Like Square Enix just fired their president because he wasn't in, in, into NFTs enough. Um. I know, right? He wasn't into a Ponzi scheme. Oh, hey, yeah. what do you know? I mean, he was like into it, but he wasn't all in, uh, which is concerning because, like, I mean, I keep talking about Square Enix is bad at. Dude. They're terrible at business. Uh, they just have really good studios that make great games. But, like, whenever they hire somebody to like, for publishing their games, they suck at it. Um, Here's the thing if not for the major success of Final Fantasy XIV, that company would be yeah. in the shitter. PlayStation right could have bought them for $11. Um, I could have bought them. We could have used the the funds we made from doing this podcast and bought them. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, man, I, I'm just stunned that we're just, like, it's just so funny. Like, remember that Super Bowl in 2021 where like every commercial was NFTs and Bitcoin, and now we're like, yeah, that was horrible. Now like, you hardly ever like, hear. Three about months it later, it was like uh, people figured. It was they thought it was all. Oh, it's over. Finally. Uh, and no, it's no, you have these, you have these friggin' tech companies. You have all these other type of companies that are trying to keep this thing alive because it's like, they think that there's going to, they're going to be the, the only ones or they're going to be like the first ones to actually go forth and excel by selling these non-fungible tokens and doing all this other shit. You know, it's like, we've like gamers, a lot of us are not that stupid. In that regards, we see through this entirely of what it is, and it's a gigantic scam. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like one of those things where like it's technical enough where you can't even scam like old people, you know, to like trick them into like you know, it's like clicking on an email and get like 
click this link and you get $17,000. And the next thing you know, they have all the access to your bank account and you got to buy or sell your computer. Um, so you oh, can't yeah. get those people. I don't even know. I don't, I, I, I just continue to be baffled by NFTs. I don't fully understand. I still, I Gables, I have spent dozens of hours trying to understand this thing. And I just don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, I still think it's a gigantic joke. I mean, it's a fucking gigantic fucking, like, it's just a gigantic fucking joke, dude. It's like, it's like a giant meme or something that's just like outstate its welcome and stuff. And now it's like, <laughs> it doesn't matter how many times people try to advertise anything NFT related, especially if it's like, say, either Square Enix or celebrities, let's say like a Logan Paul or whatever the yeah. fuck. It will not sink in the mainstream, no matter how hard you find it, because it's not concrete. It has no relevance whatsoever inside of the professional workplace or any type of business stuff. And it only exists for con men. Yeah. That's what basically what NFTs are. Like I can almost get the idea of Bitcoin. Like I can, I can understand right. where you're going for there. NFTs, not a goddamn clue. <laughs> I don't get it. I will never understand it. Um, and I've tried. I've tried very hard. Right. I, all right, okay, we gotta move on. Uh, Jesus Christ, fucking Bitcoin <laughs> or NFTs. Jesus, twenty twenty three people. Um, so next is Dogecoin. Yeah, do, oh, Dogecoin though. I'm on Dogecoin. <laughs> Dogecoin. Uh, if oh. I guess if Louis tried to sell me, my dog tried to sell me some NFTs though. If anybody could sell me on it, it's probably him. So uh, if if he gets into it, um, then I'll be in. Uh, until then though, Ghostwire Tokyo Gables coming to mm. Xbox. Uh. And Game Pass. G- Gables, what do we call Game Pass? The best deal in God gaming. Damn right. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo uh, is coming to Game Pass, uh, Xbox Series X and S, uh, on April 12th. It's actually also coming to the PlayStation Plus Extra, I believe is what it is, mm. the middle tier. Yes. Um, on the same date. But on top of that, um, we're getting a little bit more, Gables. It's also coming to Windows PC as well, if, you're, if that's what you're into. We're getting the oh, okay. Spider's Thread update. Um, is what they're calling it. It's adding new locations, includes new missions and additional mysteries to solve. Um, the game's core storyline will also be updated with extended cutscenes, granting players a deeper look into the plot. Um, the free update will also include um, a described 30-stage gauntlet selected from over 120 handcrafted levels with one simple okay. goal. Oh, okay, so it's basically like a, you know, a, a roguelike kind of thing, it sounds like here. Uh, oh yeah oh actually it says right here it's, it's a roguelike uh so oh. never mind uh <laughs> i was like thinking of that with the the first update from uh the dlc for breath of the wild where you like go like uh-huh. you know, like survive the tower that's what it sounds like to me um wow. i don't know like i played the game last year um i just thought like i didn't like having like i don't have anything bad to say about that game um right i beat it i had a good time with it like i like the loop of it i like the world they built i like the, like the art style i like the the things you do with your hands and like the cool designs everything was cool i just thought the game was just incredibly average um but hey like it's coming to yeah it's coming like it's it's only on the next gen consoles or current gen consoles rather um but yeah i mean yeah it's coming to game pass we knew this was coming we, we knew like it's a bethesda made game uh which the, the playstation had this sony had this deal in place before uh, Bethesda was bought by Xbox, so they kept true to it, and we we knew they had a one year exclusivity deal with them. So it was only and it came out I think in March, end of March I want to say, 
Uh, so it's been about it's been almost a year now. So uh, makes sense that hey, it's coming out April twelfth. It's a little later, but still, um, you know, kind of same thing with with the same way with Deathloop. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I I'm 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 excited because I. I think the game. There's a lot of things. There's things in there to like, and I feel like that. Like I think the loop of that game could be pretty cool. I like some of the side. Honestly, that some of the side content, some of the side stories in that game was actually better than. I'd say actually everything is better in that game besides the main story. Like they're like the story is fine, but I guess like the the main like the boss fights were kind of bad. Um, the main missions were kind of bad. I I'd just say play through the game and just do like. Just, like the the most fun of that game is just like exploring the game, finding all the ghosts, doing the side stories, bumping into the the characters and talking about them, figuring out what's going on with them. Like I that stuff is more exciting than actually playing the game and like going through the main game of, that, uh, of part of that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was fine, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think more to add. Gables went to the bathroom, and I'm on my own right now, and I am I I I can't. I just can't talk about uh, Ghost Ride Tokyo anymore. There's just there's not enough more to add. Um, last but not least, here Neil Druckmann did say that they that um, Night Dog is actually working on his next game. That's not the Last of Us uh, um, multiplayer game, factions, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he did say that they are working on that game, uh, but he did not say what it is. Um, so it could be Last of Us Part Three, could be a new IP. Uh, we know it's not Uncharted. But uh, I don't know. We will have to wait and see. But uh, since Gables is still gone, is this guy pooping or something? Jesus Christ! Um, since this guy is gone though, I'm gonna I'm gonna start talking about what I've been playing this week. We gotta move on. We're going a little long here. Um, I've only been playing one game this week. Uh, that game is actually it's not even an actual full game. It's just beta. I've been playing the Exo Primal Beta. Um. I, I, you bet you, you thought I was going to say Diablo 4. I did not get to that. I tried. Could not get into it. Um, is it open beta though? Oh, I think it's, I think it's like, oh, we're, are we in the, there's like a 72 hour thing where you can get in early. If I, I don't know. I might check it out once, if that comes out, uh, if it's open. But uh, I've been playing the Extra Primal Beta. People don't know, this is a Capcom game. That's the one where like, the dinosaurs fall from the sky. Um, they only have one mode right now, which kind of sucks. Because uh, like, it looks like there's actually like a story mode in there and stuff. But like, there's a multiplayer mode where uh, it's 5v5 and you are, um, you know, it's 5v5 online and you have to like race to get through, like fight through. It's almost like a, a mini horde mode where you have to get through like fight waves of dinosaurs um, and you want to want to like race. It's your five versus their five and you want to race to get through all these and like you know each wave gets progressively bigger you can fight stronger dinosaurs and then um you kind of race to like get to like the final section where you actually are like fighting each other at that point where um in the few games i only played i think three games so far um in those games so far i went to the one where it's like almost like kind of like almost like dog tags in a way or like call of duty where like our kill confirmed i guess is what's called where um Instead of like instead of killing each other though, and then picking up their dog tags, like you're fighting each other, and then like they drop random like things on the map, and you gotta pick up a hundred of them. It's the first one to get to a hundred, or I think there's like a time a time limit. Whoever has the most points at the end wins. Um, and then the other one is kind of like the one where you got like bring the cargo with you. Um, all right, Gables is back. Gables, I I, I we moved yeah. on. What we play. <laughs> I, I I tried to talk about 
uh, Ghostwire Tokyo for about three minutes, and I just ran out of things to say. So <laughs> there's just nothing else to talk about for that fucking game. Uh, but uh, I'm talking about I played the Exo Primal beta. Um, okay. So kind of in that since I just started talking about like a minute ago. So with that, yeah, we'll man, pass. No uh, there's only one mode in there. It's an online. There's no like you can't. You know, there's no like, campaign stuff. It's only the online par- portion of it. And there's only like mm-hmm. basically what it's five v five. It's kind of got some Overwatch vibes to it a little bit. But like a little bit, so it's five v five. You obviously are in the mech suits, and you actually the cool thing is you can switch from your mech suits as you play. Uh, like you have like the one guy that's like kind of like the in the middle where he's like he's got a like kind of like a assault rifle type dude, and you got like the tank guy, and you got the healer guy. Uh, but yeah. uh, so you like are fighting through like it's like a mini horde mode where you're like it's your five versus their five, but you can't actually see each other on the map, and you're fighting through waves of enemies. Uh, and you're like the and obviously the waves get bigger and bigger and you fight stronger and stronger dinosaurs as you go, and then um, you're trying to race the you know, race and you can actually like send I don't know how exactly but you can actually like make it so like that they drop like a random like dinosaur like a strong dinosaur on, on your map and if you kill them then that you can send a stronger dinosaur to go fight them to slow down the the, the other five oh. so it's kind of cool and then you race. And then you get uh, um, after you f- defeat this little uh, horde mode section, which isn't super long. It's plus probably seven, eight minutes maybe to get through all of it. Um, and then it takes you to the final section where you face each other and like and there's different. I've, I only played three games, um, so there's one where it's like different. Like you got to pick up these like different things on the map, and it's first once you get to a hundred wins, uh, but you can fight each other. But then also dinosaurs are dropping on the map. You gotta fight them and fight. It's PvP versus PvP, PvP VE. Yeah, PvP VE. Whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a lot of letters. It's fucking one o'clock in the morning. I've been drinking. Uh, <laughs> but you can you have to like fight them uh, on top of that. And there's another one. It's kind of like you know like um, fall like go with the cargo like an Overwatch. You know you got like, but like the other team after you do the horde mode, you have a cargo. They have a cargo. Um, and you gotta like you can all go over and you can fight and like fight them to, like slow them down or you can like kill kill them or you can actually like destroy their cargo as well that would like eventually all respawn but it, like obviously it slows them down obviously and then dinosaurs just fall on the map as well and you gotta fight them um, and there's obviously there's an advantage of like you the faster you get to that horde mode section the quicker right. you get to you can start so you can get a head start so like one of the ones I did where you have to get to like you had to find the hundred like little I don't know, like, like little cards on the ground um like we had a we had a decent head start we got there like a full minute before them so we were all like once they even got into the game we already had like 15 20 of them before they even started mm-hmm. and then we ended up kicking their ass and like i think we won 100 to like it was like 17 or something like that and then oh, Jesus. uh the other game was a lot closer we ended up winning it but it, we won it it was like 100 to like 77 i don't know how many different modes of that there are like i said i only played three games uh, but then the third one I played was the one we had like, you know, go with the cargo, and uh, that one we did lose, but it was, it was fairly close. But I mean, they they end up winning. Um, but yeah, I, I'm enjoying that part. I think the the gameplay is fun. Fighting the the, the dinosaurs is the fun part. <coughs> I'm playing on this Series S. Looks good. Rands well. Um, it obviously is glitches, but it's a beta, um, and the game's yeah. you know four months away at this point. Uh. I'm definitely excited to play through. Like, I'm definitely excited to like see what the main campaign stuff is, because like, there's a story mode okay. there involved in it. Looks like, uh, which I'm not expecting like a great story here, but like, if the story is is fun enough, 
But like, I don't really care. Like, I've never been. I'm not a big online person, like a PvP person. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a fun little like story mode to this. Um, and like, cause like fighting the dinosaurs part, that's a lot of fun. And if like, we can get like just, you can play with your friends online, or you can play by yourself and have a good time. Like, that's great to me. Cause like, ah, uh, but cause I think this game could just be like. Um, not say like a game of the year contender, but like this is like that. It's a it's a junk food game where like I can just jump in and play and like have a good time. It's coming to Game Pass. I'm gonna check it out. Like I played. That's the reason I played it on the Xboxes too, is because <laughs> if you play you play the beta, you like you get some like gear when the game when the main game comes out. So that's probably the reason I'm doing it on there. But I had a good time with it. Like I, I definitely enjoyed hey. fighting. Like the game the game the shooting is it's not like I'm not saying it's Call of Duty. It's not fucking Destiny here. It's not like top of the line, but like it is very good. Um, like you get some cool power ups with each like different like suit mech suit you jump into, um, you know like like I said like you have like the, you have the tank you have the healer you have like the all over you have like soldier seventy six type of guy like use it oh, okay. we use an Overwatch term, um, yeah like I, I liked a lot of it like the power ups I'm having a good time with it like I don't know how much more of the beta I'm gonna play because like I said I'm not a huge PVP guy but like uh, I I like the part the horde mode part and uh, if like the main game comes out and it's just a lot more of that. I'm gonna have a damn good time with this game, I think. So, yeah, that's what I'm playing is uh, Extra Primal Beta. What about you, Gables? All right. Well, definitely Extra Primal does sound pretty promising from what you were just saying to me. I would definitely do. Hey, the beta, it's open beta. Uh, I'd say check oh. it out if you if you do play, let me know. I'll jump. In. I think it's only going till tomorrow. I think Sunday. I think uh, Sunday's the last Sunday or Monday's the last day. So. Okay. I'll definitely double check in and see what like the initial times and stuff like yeah. that. But well, uh, you know, if you want, if you jump in, I'll jump in with you. Oh, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> All right. So as far as what I've been playing, I've been playing a couple of different things. One, I tried playing a little bit more of Destiny 2 Lightfall. I played a little bit in regards to not just doing some bit of like uh, weekly grind stuff, but I also wanted to try to t- check in a little bit of things with my Hunter character because when it comes to my hunter character and stuff, I don't really invest too much inside of it. I mean, I, namely, I go with the Titan as a main. So I've already completed the campaign with uh, my Titan character. Little bit over 1750 in terms of light level. I got my all my gear and all my things already decided upon what I want for a build for that, which is consistent to resilience with intellect, with recovery and stuff like that. But with my hunter and stuff, I try to go for something a little bit different in terms of uh, mobility for discipline and stuff. Heck, I played a couple different missions of uh, the Lightfall campaign with my hunter. It definitely felt a little bit better in regards to some aspects of it because I had specific items that I already transferred to my hunter character before the initial expansion thing was even a thing so i still had some bit of weapons that i could use that uh could tackle you know for like anti-barrier like like say barriered enemies or doing a little bit of like stagger damage or doing a little bit like overload sort of stuff but uh i like i said i played like a little bit of destiny 2 this week just basically getting some bits of armor for my hunter character but in regards to other stuff, I did go back to play the Resident Evil 4 remake demo. It still is a lot of fun. I was just basically using some bit of my time just to go and screw around with it a little bit more, see if I could like uh, find 
find one of the weapons and stuff that I heard about through Maximilian Dude's streams and stuff. And I ended up finding this weapon. And it was kind of hilarious because it's like the way you unlock it is just kind of weird. But uh, I went through the process of that. I'm not going to say how I unlocked it, but I went through the process and stuff. I went to the place. And once I got the weapon, I started to go forth and use it on villagers. But the thing about it is I was in a place and stuff to where I was kind of blocked in on both sides, right? So it's like I climbed down something. And then I had villagers literally climbing down with me, right? And I literally had – because I could not get to the spot without triggering a lot of the villagers, right? And so – Every time I try to get to that place, I had this one freaking lady, one freaking old lady or something that notices me, notice like informs the other villagers, and they're like all on me. So every time I try to get to this weapon, I collect it, I get mobbed, I try to you know, mob from the people in the well, and I still kept getting attacked from behind. So why the heck am I getting attacked from behind? And I look over, and there's like an entrance to the far end portion. I'm like, oh shit, really? <laughs> but uh, I left it the demo like that in that regards after that initial moment. But before then played the initial resident before we make demo had a fun time and stuff. But in regards to other crazy stuff I started to do, I actually just decided to just go a full on. Okay. What happens if I just go through and just try to attack the villages first thing and just do all this stuff, test out the parry system, test out like a little bit of the control stuff. I've heard elements online to where there's some people that kind of felt like the controls were kind of a little bit off and sort of like some aspects of it. But uh, the only really issues sometimes I've had and stuff is when I'm trying to time certain parries and stuff because sometimes the villagers are kind of a little bit, they're not so obvious in terms of what you can dodge and what you can't. But, oh my God, when I finally parried that fucking chainsaw, you know, it's like Leon's reaction to not only him parrying the damn thing, but I mean, he lets out an audible after he just goes through, like, and just uh, pushes away the chainsaw guy after that thing. He just literally, like, it's his reaction is so priceless because it's so appropriate to the situation because he literally will base himself on, like, the situation that you would think, like, you would be in that spot where it's like, he pushes him off. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's just little bit of like honest reactions and stuff like but uh oh man yeah the weapons feel good leon feels good especially when he goes through his melee attacks his little roundhouse kick shit that he does mm-hmm. oh my gosh let's see hmm. in terms of like certain items and stuff like that i mean it's kind of like kind of elements to like the same things like you would do in like Resident Evil 4 to where you can combine items like in other Resident Evil games you could too face off against like the the villagers that definitely the different types of like uh stuff in regards to that but uh I've loved how the weapons have feel I've felt so far like the regular magnum uh, the middle 9mm I should say the regular 9mm the weapon that I did collect, the shotgun as well and stuff felt super good. I mean, super tight. The controls, in my honest opinion, feel pretty good. It's nothing like too much to worry about in terms of the control stuff. I think there are parts where it feels like some of the AI is actually a little bit more smarter in regards to not only when they notice you, but also in terms of if you try to do like stealth stuff. There are some portions that I've noticed so far inside that main village where 
being a little bit more stealthy in regards will actually pay a little bit more dividends because you're you will be able to go forth and like sneak behind people and just go just stab them in the neck and stuff like that and just take them out and do all the other stuff. I did that a couple of times inside the village because testing the durability of the knife itself, it's only good maybe in the opening game for like after you stab like maybe about four or five different okay. villagers or something like that. The, the fatigue meter on that weapon doesn't last for too long. So it's definitely used a sparing type of thing. As a matter of fact, in terms of not just that, but also with ammo and stuff. It's more akin to some of the older Resident Evil games to where it's not going to be a plethora of ammo you're going to go forth and collect. It's going to be you managing your resources, sort of say. But coming from the perspective of someone that really doesn't play a lot of Resident Evil games, but yet has played elements of Resident Evil 4 before, played through this demo, enjoyed it from beginning to end, this felt fantastic absolutely felt fantastic to me but yeah after that initial testing experiment and stuff i played through that demo like maybe one more time after that and i just went through deleted it off the console stuff i played enough of it i had a good feel of it definitely looking forward to when it's released but uh other than that though the last game i really have played a lot over the past week was metroid prime remastered Nice. Metro Prime Remastered. Yes, this game I'm over 15 hours in now. Jesus. Well, that's the thing, man. It's like when you go through an old game that you remember playing from back then or like back in your youth and stuff, sometimes you want to take your time with it. But for this one, it was me pretty much relearning all the elements that I had encountered before while playing this game, both the good stuff and also the bad stuff as well in some parts. Like up until that point, I had, from the last time I talked about Metro Prime Remastered, I played like about five hours. I beat a couple of different bosses. But since that recording, it's like I played like an additional 10 hours. I've gone through, I've collected about 95 Michelin expansions. I have like about eight energy tanks now. I have the different types of, a couple of different types of new beams here the wave beam and also the ice beam. Let's see, have the x ray visor and stuff. Oh my gosh, the battle against Tardis, like or Tardis, yeah, Tardis, that freaking stone monster and stuff. Doctor Who's uh, time travel machine? No, oh. no, no. But uh, it's really close to the spelling of Tardis. <laughs> but uh, yeah, using that X-ray, like freaking visor and stuff, in order to try to identify weak spots and all the other stuff, getting the spider ball and like exploring around and stuff. I got to a bit of a brick wall when I finally went into another new area, which was like, uh, oh boy, it's like like a mining thing for like Phazon and stuff like the Phazon mines or whatsoever. It's this main old headquarters stuff for the, some of the space pirates and stuff. Like you'll, they're going through experimenting with different space pirates through like different types like Phazon things with the creatures and stuff. That's how they're able to sort of mutate some bit of, like, some of the inhabitants of, like, Talon 4. And so they're using, and yeah, it's a little bit of a spoiler thing in terms of story-wise stuff. But yeah, they're using bits of this energy and stuff to try to breed, like, far superior type of space pirates. And the thing about it is it's some of the stuff goes completely awry and stuff because you'll come across these types of pirates like space pirates that are like elites 
that are sort of like elite space pirates to where they're genetically like jacked and they're like they're super tough to try to take out. So like, but I, normally it would be like they're genetically jacked. So like, in a normal contest, it'd be fifty fifty. But they're yeah, normal contest they'd be pretty quick on their feet yeah. and stuff like but that. But they're not they normal. Kind of like the same. They're not normal man. So no. it'd be like really you got like a thirty third and a one third percent chance of winning. <laughs> Yeah, they're basically kind of like Scott Steiner in a certain sense and stuff like that. They're, they're kind of they're like a lot of meat, but like uh, not a lot of like thought going into some of their movements, like incredibly slow and stuff. And like, <laughs> well, as long as I don't hear a police siren and go and put in the center recliner and stuff, that's what's fine by me. Don't holler but... if you hear them too. <laughs> Sorry, I heard genetically jacked, and I was just like, I gotta get a Scott Steiner joke in here. But anyway, throughout this section, the phase on mines and stuff, I've had to repeat like the opening part to the section like a couple different times before I realized, you know what, with what I have currently for my energy tanks, for my missile resources and stuff, it's not cutting it. I mean, I had like about six energy tanks going in, you know, full energy tanks and stuff. And this is the portion of the game that kind of spikes a bit in difficulty because they're introducing a couple different new enemy types while you're trying to go through this section. And the thing about it is there is there is quite a distance between one save point to the next save point inside of the actual mines themselves. So that kind of makes it a little bit more difficult throughout this stretch. Because up until that point and stuff, you faced off against a specific type of space pirates just in general. This one, you have an introduction of like specific space pirates that are only weak to specific beams that you have. So, for example, you'll have orange ones that are susceptible to the regular blaster, or you'll have purple ones that are vulnerable to the wave blaster, and then you'll have the, like, white ones that are, like, specifically vulnerable to the ice ones, and then there'll they'll be another type that's only, like, uh, susceptible, weak against, like, the last major beam and stuff of, like, what you'll collect. So going through that, using my x-ray thing to try to take out stealth space pirates and stuff, it is a gnarly section. I mean, I had forgotten how gnarly that damn section is and why back then I initially used a freaking cheat device in order to try to go get past certain parts of the Steroids. section because, it's, well, in a sense, yeah. The actual replay stuff back then was kind of like a steroid thing for some of the yeah. video you're games. You're a genetic freak. you got to match them one-to-one, you know? <laughs> but at the same time, though, I realized that I was at a... I was at an impasse. I was definitely on like a, a brick wall sort of thing. And I went and explored the other parts of the overworld of Talon 4 throughout the, like the Talon overworld, like the, the Chozo like ruins and stuff, Magmore caverns and like the Pandera drifts and stuff. So all the other things I've explored before, I've found a couple different energy tanks. I've found even new clues in regards to coming back then with, like, the last beam weapon in order to try to break apart, like, this big old slab of ice, right? So there's a section inside the Bandera Drifts to where you'll see a energy tank, like an actual full-on, like, upgrade to your energy tank, and it's behind this, like, this ice, like, like this, like, ice wall, quintessentially. It's sort of like a glacier sort of S type of, like, thing that's surrounding this initial area. But the only way you can take it out and break it is by having enough force and, like, heat of, like, a specific, like, uh, power-up that Samus needs to collect in order to get this item. So I haven't encountered that yet. I haven't gotten the grapple beam yet. But 
from what the game has been initially telling me, I have to get through that phase on mines section in order for me to probably probably get the next power up or get the next type of thing to advance the story things. But other than that, other than that kind of frustration and stuff, every bit about this game has been an excellent walk down memory lane. And this game, I kid you not, it definitely feels like it's 10 times better. Thanks in large part to what like retro studios was able to go back and fix. Cause I'll say this right now and stuff. It's incredibly hard for me to go back to play the old GameCube release because the tank controls of Samus back then. You have the option to play the original control sets on Metroid Prime Remastered, but with the dual analog sticks and everything else, makes it so much better to play, in my honest opinion, <laughs> without having to go forth and get the Wii version of Metroid Prime Trilogy and, like, Use the Wii Remote and stuff to aim and shoot, which I would think would be even easier than that. And quite honestly, for this version, you have that option if you wanted to play with just the Joy-Cons. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Metroid Prime Remaster is freaking crazy, dude. It's freaking good. Nice. But uh, other than that, man, that's all I've been playing this week. All right. Well, very cool, Gables. Um, well, you know what? I think that might wrap it up for us, guys. Uh, if you enjoyed that, like I said, top of the show, please like, follow, subscribe. Look in the description down below. You'll see the links to all of our socials, uh, whatever podcasts we're all available on. We're pretty much all of them, but the links are down there. YouTube, we're on there as well. If you're watching us uh, outside of YouTube or listening to us outside of YouTube, rather. Uh, but yeah, please like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, click all the fun stuff. Uh, yeah, but uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I was so I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, play some fun games. Don't take life all too serious all the time. And most importantly of all, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Hey, Gables. Uh, too sweet? Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. <laughs> See ya.